0: Flames materialized. His cell jumped to life. Decker. Strap here. Where are you? For the captain to be calling him on his cell, something was really wrong. At home, I'm just about to leave. Don't come into the station. We got a dire situation. Plane crash on Seacrest Drive between Hobart and Macon. Good lord. What? Rena asked. Frantically Decker waved her off while trying to digest the captain's words. Took down an apartment building. Few firefighters are already at the scene, but the local units are going to need reinforcements asap. All units are being directed to Seacrest and Bellarose. We're planning tactical. I- I'm ten minutes away. You got a roof light on your vehicle? Yes. Use it. The captain hung up. What? Rena was pale. Plane crash. Oh my God! Rena gasped. It landed on an apartment. Decker stopped talking. His ears picking up the wail of the background sirens. He pulled his jacket off the back of the chair. He kissed Rena goodbye and told her he didn't know when he'd be home, so not to wait up for him. Decker managed to reach ten blocks from the appointed spot before he espied the yellow police barricade tape. Miraculously, he found a parking space that didn't block the street or any driveway. The scorched atmosphere was thick, with ash falling like rain. Even with the door closed and the windows up, there was a sickening, permeating stink of jet fuel and molten metal and wood that burned his throat. As a detective lieutenant, Decker was choosy about his field visits when a crime was called in, but he was always prepared, and that meant he had latex gloves and face masks in the console of his car. He slipped on the mask, wishing he had goggles, as he opened the door. When he got within a half block of the rendezvous location... He spotted a trio that could have been anyone, but by their height and shape, Decker surmised that they were Marge Dunn, Scott Oliver, and Wanda Bontemps. With every forward step, the stench grew stronger. Fuel oil, charred wood, boiling metal. When he was within striking distance, Decker saw that his identity assumptions had been correct. Marge Dunn, Scott Oliver, and Wanda Bontemps were sweating under protective gear. Slicker coats, mouth masks, and goggles. Marge waved Decker over and handed him a slicker and a pair of goggles. She shouted, "'Strap told me to bring these for you!' "'Smart thinking!' Decker shouted back. "'How long have you been here?' "'About three minutes, and that's too long!' Marge hollered. She was a tall woman, but seemed bent over and consumptive under the weight of smoke at a heavy protective coat. Her forehead was soaked and dirty. "'Decker said, "'Does anyone know what crashed?' "'West Air out of Burbank,' Wanda Bonetomp screamed. "'A commuter airline. I heard there were around forty-five aboard.' "'God, that's awful,' Decker said. "'Terrorism or mechanical failure?' "'Shrugs all around. Stupid question. "'How the hell should they know?' "'His mouth was speaking before the brain kicked in. "'Decker felt a vibration on his chest. His cell was ringing.' He shouted into the receiver, "'Scream, or I won't be able to hear you!' It was Strap, and even though the captain was shouting, Decker could barely make out his words. He plugged up his other ear with his finger. "'Okay. Will do. I've got it.' He returned the cell to his pocket. "'He's stuck in traffic from a tactical meeting. First thing we need to do is evacuate the residential area in an orderly fashion.' Let's work within a ten-block radius outside the yellow tape line. The fire marshals are clearing the area within the barricades. Decker managed to extract a notepad from his suit jacket. First, let's get the ghouls and the looky-loos out of here. Wanda, if you take care of that, we get some clear lanes for emergency vehicles. Anyone who doesn't leave immediately is subject to arrest. Marge, you coordinate with traffic. Take a bunch of uniforms... "'Station them at every other intersection "'and set up some kind of traffic escape route. "'Oliver, let's work out an orderly grid of the area. "'I'll start grabbing as many detectives and officers as I can "'so we can start knocking on doors.' As soon as Oliver got a decent grid map, Decker made his assignments to his waiting detectives, saving the evacuation of the area nearest to the crash for himself. There was a bullhorn on each block telling people that they had to leave their homes now. That was fine for people with cars, but what about those who were without transportation? What about the sick and the elderly? Decker began to knock on doors. He worked without interruption as the fire burned.